0: Hey, everybody. I know you're excited to get into today's podcast episode with my good friend Elizabeth Johnson. But before we do that, I want to remind you of a little controversy that's going on with the new movie Unplanned. As many of you know, the MPAA decided to slap an R rating on the movie, which, of course, is a controversial way to prevent Christians from possibly seeing the movie because they may steer clear of movies with an R rating. It also prevents kids who need to see the consequences of abortions from seeing it as well. My good friend Abby Johnson Uh, She was the director of Planned Parenthood down in Bryan, Texas, rose through the ranks, and during her eight-year tenure, where ultimately she became the clinic director, she oversaw over 22,000 abortions, and this is her story. One day she was asked to assist with a doctor over an abortion, and what she saw that day during the procedure changed her life forever, and this is all about what came from what she saw, unplanned brings you an eye-opening look inside the abortion industry from a woman who, as an insider, was once its most passionate advocate. So I want you to go to unplannedfilm.com. That's unplannedfilm.com. Check it out. I promise you will not leave the theater the same way as when you went in. Go to unplannedfilm.com. Unplanned the movie. It's at a theater near you playing right now. to another episode of the chad prather show we're excited to be with you once again i appreciate you guys tuning in have you gone to blaze tv.com slash humor yet and gotten humor me with chad prather we're working our tails off trying to get this show produced and put out to you it's fun it's informative uh it's quirky we have a lot of uh, interesting guests and then also we're kind of taking a macro look at culture and things that affect all of us but with a light-hearted tongue-in-cheek look so it's a lot of fun you got Party File Steve on there. You got my wife, Jade, on there. You got all numerous manner of guests on there. And then, of course, some of our quirky characters show up, like um, Uncle Larry and the Reverend Swindle and, of course, uh, Trigger Debose, Everybody's favorite, Trigger Debose. When I started the Trigger Debose character, everybody hated it because they felt like I was making fun of rednecks. And I said, well, I is one, so I can make fun <laughs> of my own people. This is my family. I'm happy to have in Studio 22 today the activist mommy. Elizabeth Johnson, thank you for coming in.
1: It's so good to be here. Good to have you here. Good to be in Texas. I
0: feel like I know you because we've been following each other on social media for a long time. We've exchanged right. messages and we've talked about things, and I'm always like, get them, girl. You know? Oh, thank you. Activist mommy. That I mean, you just came right out with it.
1: You know, when Obama issued his transgender bathroom directive and I knew that, you know, big fellas were going to be in the bathrooms with our daughter's dressing rooms and locker rooms, shower rooms. With our daughters, I just didn't recognize my country anymore. And I said, I, I got to get off the sidelines. I got to do something. I mean, we've got uh, kids being taken from their parents by the state because they don't want to support their child ingesting non-FDA approved drugs for so-called sex changes. Yeah. What Are we out of our minds in this nation? Yeah. I, I, I've got ten children that I'm homeschooling and I'm gonna have a bunch of grandchildren Sweet here person, eventually. They I'm didn't a little look- wheel you in here or anything.
0: <laughs> oh you walked on your oh
1: own. that was bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, God made us to do this.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> there would be people who would take offense at that. You know, that's the crazy thing about that. You say that God made us to do this. And I want to talk about some of those things. And I got the mommy panel over here oh, in the yes. peanut gallery. We got my lovely wife, Jade. We got Hot News Natalie over there. And, and so I we purposefully, we relegated Steve, Party Foul Steve sitting over there with his dunce cap on, in, in the puppet corner over there with Puppet Master Mark and Candice, the queen of the Ethiopians. You didn't know you were in the presence of royalty, did you, Elizabeth? <laughs> Candice, queen of the Ethiopians. Have you looked up that Bible reference yet? Not yet? You need to yeah, check that out. So. read the whole thing. Anyway, uh, until you find it. But did you guys, and I'm asking this to all three of you ladies, at what point in time, Elizabeth, did you think, did you look back, say 25, 30 years ago and kind of see a trend beginning to happen in this country? Or did it blindside you? Because things are different today.
1: Yeah, it's funny. Glenn actually, I was on the Glenn Beck show this morning and he basically asked me the same question, like, when did this happen? And Certainly, there has been a progressive shift. Uh, we have allowed the um, radical social Marxists to take over most of our institutions, our educational institutions, media establishments. And because of that, we've seen a slow trickle of takeover by the social Marxists um, pursuing their radical left agenda. But think about just six years ago. Like, do you, I could have never dreamed six years ago that we would be talking about kids getting stolen from their parents because of the transgender agenda or men being allowed without getting arrested or punched in the face to be in the dressing rooms and shower rooms of our daughters. Are you kidding? Six years ago, think about it. Could you have ever dreamed that we'd be having this conversation right now? That happened extremely fast. Now, for 46 years, we've been allowing these babies to be killed through abortion. I mean, there's been a lot of ways in which we, um, as as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, I know you're a fellow believer, um, and as conservatives have dropped the ball. We've sat on our hands and allowed our culture to go to pot and our values to be um, stolen from us in the public square by being silent and being afraid. And I think most of that comes from just allowing ourselves to be bullied by the left, you know, one thing that you do so well is that you laugh at the left, and that's what I do. I laugh at the left instead of being frightened by them, mm-hmm. and they hate that when we laugh at them, yeah. right? And uh, and it it inspires people, though, to be bold in their sphere of influence. Whatever that thing is that the mama bears and the papa bears out there are passionate about in their community, if you'll just step up to the plate and become an activist in your sphere of influence, we wouldn't live in the same America, but we got to stop being intimidated by the left.
0: No, and the left, it's a culture that deserves to be mocked. In my yes. opinion, they deserve to be mocked. Girls, did y'all did y'all see that change coming? I mean, Jade, you in the nursing industry, Natalie, you in the a lot of different industries. But I want to I want to I want to focus on as a professional cheerleader, Dallas Cowboys cheerleader, like there. So a, a one where you could potentially be objectified as a woman, mm-hmm. and of course, nursing has its stereotypes. But you also see a lot of things from a cultural perspective. Did y'all see the trend coming with the things that are happening in the world today? When it comes to our kids, when it comes to gender things that are happening.
2: I think I saw, I think she's, Elizabeth's right. Um, you know, we started being afraid, but mostly what we're afraid of is hurting other people's feelings. And it is important to not hurt other people's feelings, but, uh, and to not bully. But I think there needs to be a balance, too. We, oh, please, not bully all Oh, I know you will. But w- we do still need to teach thick skin because there's always going to be somebody that's hurting our feelings. And I think that we've gotten confused where some of the facts are, are being influenced by feelings instead of us being able to look at things more black and white. You know, I'm black and white. I like to look at things black and white. Um, and, and it does take a lot to hurt my feelings. You don't want to. I wouldn't recommend it. But I'm pretty tough. And I I that's the way I was raised. There's, you know, and it's made me look at things differently, and I think that we have fallen off to the wayside of that. I'm not saying be a bully, Chad. What I'm saying is be tough enough. Try She's calling you a
0: bully. <laughs> I try self control. It just doesn't always work. It's, it's yeah. No,
1: we're not talking about kids here. We're not talking about bullying kids. That's yeah. never acceptable. We're talking yeah. about. um, We're talking about radicals who are stealing our country from us. We're talking about radicals who are confusing our children. They're brainwashing our children. You know, we're talking about five-year-olds uh, going to school and they're supposed to be learning reading and writing and arithmetic, and instead they're learning how to question their gender. None of us send our kids to school to learn how to question their gender, right. or they're learning pornographic sex ed. You know, that's what we're talking about. Where is the mama bear and papa bear rage? I mean, that's God gave us a natural desire to protect our children, and uh, that is what I think has been lost. We've allowed the the left to conflate. Uh, Standing up for your children with bullying, and that's not at all Mm -hmm. bullying. That is the proper response Mm -hmm. of a parent toward their child.
0: I did a video back with the transgender bathroom thing. I did a video, that you know, if you try to go, for lack of better, (laughs) you know, paraphrasing, I, 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 if you try to go in the bathroom with one of my daughters, it's going to be an issue. I mean, we're going to have. You're gonna be dragging you out. Of course, people said, Well, you're advocating violence. And I said, You're damn right. I yeah, I am. <laughs> Amen. I, I, Amen, when it comes brother. to my daughters, yes, I'm advocating violence. Amen. And you know, and that's that's the thing. I mean, we've seen it over and, and I'm one of those guys, I like to I like to put the blame somewhere. And and we can blame a lot of things, but what do you think with these trends? Was it the Obama administration? Was it uh, was it an agenda that's out there? Is it the mainstream media? Is it Hollywood? Is it these Teen Vogue magazines? You know, where do we where do we put it? Where do we put the finger on it and say, you are part of the problem for our culture today?
1: I guess you saw me burn the Teen Vogue magazine. <laughs> I think that got fifteen million views. Exactly. Yeah, we started Operation Pull Teen Vogue and, you know, they're no longer in print yeah. anymore. And so and again, that's just from um just a person. A mom saying enough is enough, and it's amazing the the uh, ability that one person can have to make a difference. If again, you won't be bullied by the left. Um, back to your question, wh- where did this start? Again, I like I like to take responsibility as a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, something we're doing right now is called the Day of Mourning, and we are basically owning as God's people, we are owning this issue of abortion the sin of abortion we are mourning over the 46 years of bloodshed and we are owning it and saying you know what because we've been silent because we've been apathetic because pastors have sat silently by and not been the good samaritan right. and walked by these these uh you know bloody children these children that are dying and being executed we we call it abortion and it's nothing more than child abuse abortion is the most severe form of child abuse and it takes place 3000 times a day every day and now the mother's womb has become the most dangerous place Mm. for a child to reside and i we as the church of god are saying you know what we're owning this and if the world isn't going to repent for it and mourn over it we are going to when governor cuomo and the radical feminists lit up the world trade center pink and celebrated the execution of these precious little babies made in god's image the country was railing after that and saying, what have we become like we're monsters? <laughs> How can we say that we're not any more savage than the, the savage cultures like the the Aztecs and the Mayans who would take their babies and and, you know, execute them and sacrifice them to to idols? We're doing the same thing, yeah. except our idols are convenience. And I don't want, you know, I want to focus on my career right now or my education right now. But it's the same savagery. And we're saying, you know what, we've got to own this, too, because we haven't done enough. And we've been focused on passing these laws that just regulate the child killing and say, let's do less of it instead of, no, that's enough. No more killing babies and so the day of mourning we're having this um saturday in richmond virginia because you know about governor ralph northam and the outrageous statements that he made so we're heading right to ground zero at richmond virginia to tackle this and uh, we had a powerful time in albany new york last month yeah um almost four thousand people I in saw attendance the pictures from
0: that yeah it's powerful
1: We'll have dozens of pastors from Richmond, Virginia, up on stage again, owning this and saying, Lord, we're sorry, because you used to be a pastor. You know the the passage in Second Chronicles that says, if my people who were called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I'll hear from heaven and I'll forgive their sins and I'll heal their land. It's like an equation. Why, do we want our land to be healed? Do we yeah. desperately need healing in this yeah. land? In this bloodstained land, and in this very divided land, yes, we do. And so, if we want to have the end of that equation, we got to do the first part, and that means we need to repent and get this get this right with our Creator.
0: Well, and you're right, because all you got to do is look at the fruit of it. Our our land is not healed. Our land is in very much uh, a a large amount of turmoil. It's very Mm -hmm. divided. It's very chaotic right now. It's very confusing. What's more confusing than a, than a little boy thinking he's a little girl or oh, a little girl God, thinking he's a little us. boy? And then the, the people that want to encourage that, and they trot them out there on, on you know, mainstream television oh, and these big national shows. Getting like money Good thrown at, at them girls, and money. homosexual bars. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, you can't be any more confused than that. So, yeah, the land has to be healed, and you're exactly right. You know, the, the, the edict is clear. You've got to turn from your wicked ways. Yes. You've got to turn from your wicked ways. you got to humble yourself. Mm. you got to pray. Seek his face. And you've got to turn from your wicked ways. At some point in time, you've got to look at this thing and say, we're at fault here. And you're right. I think that I think the blame, back to that original question, I think the blame, in my opinion, comes back to the church. Yeah. It comes back to the church. That's where I am. Because, because you know, the scripture, if we want to go in that route, and we certainly can all day long, mm-hmm. the scripture says one day we're going to judge angels. Mm. If we, the church, are one day going to judge angels, how much more accountable are we going to be if we didn't judge one another? Now, I know everybody says, well, judge not. You know, that's the big thing. Everybody, oh, yeah, you, Jesus said, judge not, lest you be judged. But no, there is a context for that, because let me tell you, and we've talked about this in prior episodes, somebody goes through an abortion, they have it for whatever means or reason that they have. They come back, I'm not going to pass judgment on you. I'm going to have compassion and mercy and grace extended towards you. Absolutely. But when it comes to when it comes to people who should know better, such as the church, mm-hmm. when it comes to people who should know better, such as leaders, and they continue to carry us down, these these good feelings, good thoughts, you know, feel good sermons week after week. Hmm. No, we're going to be held accountable. James says every word, don't presume to be a teacher, because every word that comes out of your mouth one day you're going to give an account for. Yeah. And we have not preached the whole counsel of God. No. We have not spoken that. And that's one place where I believe that we are at fault. The blood is on our hands. Mm-hmm. And it's the same. You alluded to the Aztecs and these ancient civilizations. You know, the Old Testament talks about when they worship the god Moloch and, and they would they built a fire in the belly of the idol, and he mm-hmm. had extended hands like yes. this, and the hands would get heated to fiery furnace mm. temperatures. And they would take these newborn babies and place them on those hands, and basically burn them to death as a sacrifice to this false god. And that's what we're doing: we're sacrificing babies to the altar of convenience. And and this is it, it, it gets me it gets me that righteous indignation, yes. you know, because I don't come at it from a from from a condemnation and, and judgment for the person. But I'm telling you, these are babies. Yes. These are babies. These are people who can't speak for themselves. It's not a fetus. It's not a blob of tissue. It's not organic matter. It's a baby. The greatest
1: form of of discrimination possible and bigotry against people because of their size. Yeah. And because of their place of residence. You talk about living across the tracks and discriminating against people across the tracks. Look at this. We're discriminating against these babies because of where they reside inside of the womb. Have you seen the movie Unplanned yet? I have. So what you saw happening in the movie Unplanned, where the individuals are praying outside of on the other side of the fence Mm. that so deeply impacted Abby Johnson, understand that that's what we have done with our children for 20 years. We have taken our children to the actual killing centers, which is what an abortion clinic is. And we've stood outside with our children, I mean, from the very beginning as a mother 20 years ago. This is what we've done with our toddlers and as they've grown into be teenagers and adults now. And we go and we just are available. We just show up and make ourselves available. We pray. Mm-hmm. We offer help. We offer to adopt their children. We offer to take the woman to get a free ultrasound, a free pregnancy test, to walk her through the process. We'll throw the woman a baby shower if she chooses life. We'll walk her all the way through the process. I've been doing that for 20 years mm-hmm. with my children, and what we have found is that, If God's people will just show up outside of these killing centers, we see, you know, anywhere up to a 70 percent reduction rate in abortions just because we show up and make ourselves available on a Thursday or a Friday or a Saturday. Make that 30 minute drive. Whatever the closest killing center is to you, make that drive and make yourself available. And, And like you said, no condemnation. I mean, I can't tell you the broken people that we see walking into these places. Sometimes it's just a very hardened woman who's like, I don't have time for this, and she's just killing her baby. But other times, oh, my word, these people, their lives are so broken. Like, I'll never forget the time. One of the first times we saw a baby's life saved outside of an abortion center was a woman who ran out of the center after the guy dropped her off. She runs out, and she says, help me. She says, I don't want to kill this baby. But she says it was her pimp. And she said, he's forcing me to. And we drove her to her mother's house and got her to safety and got her cell phone number, stayed connected with her and made sure that she was OK with her baby. And she literally moved out of state to get away from her pimp. She knew that she had to change her life. These are the kind of situations we find ourselves in yeah. sometimes. But if we'll just show up and stop sitting on our hands and stop just saying, oh, well, Jesus is going to come back and rescue us all from this. You know, then my kids and grandkids wouldn't be living in the hell hole they're living in right yeah.
0: now. Yeah. And, and I agree with you because I think that we've kept our heads in the sand for so long mm-hmm. as believers, as activists, as people with a voice and a platform, just thinking, well, it's going to go away or Jesus is going to rescue us. That's you, know, it. you know, I see people all the time and it frustrates me. People say, oh, this world's so gotten so bad. Jesus is coming back soon. Well, you, that's a bad philosophy if you claim to be a believer and a, and a member of the kingdom, because you can't do business while trying to go out of business. You know, you can't hang a we're going out of business sign and then expect people to respect you. They're not going to come shop in your store anymore. They don't care about what you have to say. You're going out of business.
1: And Chad, they were saying that 50 years ago, and that's why they sat on their hands. And that's why I got 200 pound guys in the locker room with my daughters now.
0: Exactly. Done because, with it. Because Jesus is going to come back and fix it all. No, done yeah, with it. No, it's, it's you are the body of Christ. Yes. If Jesus is going to fix it, he's going to do it through you. He's going to do it through Jesus the
1: Jesus said, occupy till I come. I come. He didn't right. say hunker down and hide until <laughs> I come. That's exactly
0: right. But how many people are doing that? I have people all the time who say, you know, why'd you get into politics? Why do you discuss all these issues? Why don't you just be go out and be funny? And I'm like, well, because if I don't fight this right now, we're not going to have a world in which funny exists. It's so true. <laughs> we're not going to have a culture where you can go be funny. Venezuela mm. not laughing right now. Mm. These are bad things that we see. You know, they weren't laughing in Rwanda. They weren't laughing. in Exactly. Somalia. They weren't laughing. In, they're not laughing in Syria right now. We, and you don't. And people say, well, it can never happen in America. Oh, uh. <laughs> yeah. 30 years ago, we didn't think that. Guys were going to be mm-hmm. wearing dresses and going into women's locker rooms. Mm-hmm. But here we are. And, and 3,000
1: not... babies every day. Exactly. I want to ask your viewers and your listeners to go to org and find out how you can get connected with what we're doing and mourn with us and join this powerful movement yeah. where we are asking God to hear our prayer, touching the heart of God and uh, asking him to heal our land. Um, we've got a lot of expenses with our venue. You can donate at org. You can get your free Eventbrite ticket. If the event sells out, the only way you get in the door and the last one sold out um, is to have your Eventbrite ticket. So please go to dayofmorning.org and join us. You know, we plan on going uh, city by city, uh, wherever the abortion battle is the hottest at that moment. Um, And we're hearing a lot of calls to go to different cities across the nation. And we are just going to uh, lead the nation in repentance, So we're asking the whole nation this Saturday on the 6th to wear black, fast and pray. We can do without food for one day to touch the heart of God and to repent for the sin of abortion.
0: Yeah, I appreciate what you're doing. And I will clarify something because I think there's a stereotype out there that people want to believe that. That, you know, here these activists are outside of these abortion clinics and they're holding their signs and they're screaming condemnation and judgment mm-hmm. at these girls going in. Mm-mm. And I love in the movie Unplanned because mm-hmm. there's that interaction between Marlisa and, and Abby, mm-hmm. played by Emma L. Roberts and Ashley Bratcher. And they come to each other in the fence and she says, look, we're here to pray and support. We don't we're not the folks down there holding the signs and screaming at everybody coming in there. And there is a very big uh, there's a very big. um comparison there, a conflict of the two different ploys in the in the ways of, of approaching this thing. And you guys are taking a very peaceful one.
1: Oh, absolutely. Because, because there's strange people everywhere and in every movement. And yeah, <laughs> we're not, not in the church. We're, no. not, uh-uh. we're certainly no. not wearing Grim Reaper costumes outside <laughs> yeah. the abortion clinic. Um, but we are making ourselves available. And I tell you, you know, um my kids are addicted to going out and ministering and seeing Lives Saved. They're not addicted to Xboxes and yeah. Wii's because we raise them to realize that there's there's nothing better than seeing a life saved and a life changed. You know, abortion doesn't just kill the baby. It also does something terrible to the mother. And so when we see a woman choose life, we uh, don't just see that life saved. We also see a mother's life changed sure. forever. And it's important to keep that in mind as we're ministering as well.
0: And I, you know, I have— I've been engaged in the abortion debate for thirty years now, and mm-hmm. so you know, there's always those people who say, "Well, you don't have a uterus, you don't have a right to say anything." <laughs> and uh, well, that's not true, and I will continue to speak up. But you know, you had ten kids, so obviously you got a uterus. So you, you, that's a pretty <laughs> solid argument, right? <laughs> exactly. there.
1: Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: Thank Hopefully God for I uterus. Earned,
1: earned my keep a little <laughs> yeah, bit.
0: <laughs> I think so. You can speak with authority. You wrote a great book. Great book called "Not on My Watch." Tell me about that.
1: Yeah, Not On My Watch is really impacting a lot of people. I'm so excited about the feedback. I'm getting people saying, wow, I am so inspired. I am off of the sidelines now. I was just reading an email uh, yesterday on uh, as I was flying here, uh, a woman who um, has decided now after reading my book and and emailing me to run for her school board. Hmm. And we're just seeing people again getting um, active in whatever sphere of influence that that they are in, you know, is has God placed a burning desire on your heart to maybe rescue these babies? Go go, make yourself available at the abortion clinic, clinic or at a crisis pregnancy center. Um, is this issue of the transgender bathrooms infuriating you, or maybe the pornographic sex ed or the gender bending sex ed in your school? Well, you know what, the city council should know you by name. They should be very familiar right. with your face. If we would all take the issues that we are passionate about and begin to use the voice that God has given us to uh you know uh slay that little giant and or that little bear you'll be amazed I mean I started with slaying little giants and bears and I can't believe some of the stuff now that ended you know, up with God vogue is, yeah that God has me doing I never <laughs> dreamed I never planned on any of this I'm just a diaper bag carrying Homeschool mom, that's all I've been for twenty years. Yeah. And so you'll be amazed at how if God can find a pure heart in you, a humble heart, but someone who is bold and courageous and will not be bullied by the left, hold on to your hat because you're you're about to be used mightily of
0: God. Yeah. Yeah. It only takes a willing person. Right. Natalie, what you got? <laughs> you just over there absorbing it.
2: I, I really am. I this it, it's always such a fascinating Conversation, Especially given the news I heard over the weekend about Alyssa Milano and 49 other celebrities telling Georgia that they weren't going to support Georgia anymore if they signed <laughs> House Bill 481? um and it yeah, basi- how dare
1: georgia uh, protect <laughs> babies how, how dare they stop executing children in cold blood te- tearing them limb for limb how dare georgia do that well my i,
2: I actually wanted to ask you because it was it's the heartbeat bill and i guess basically you probably know more than i do but um it bans women from having an abortion once there is a heartbeat detected mm-hmm. correct right. um it does take into account um uh, and allow for abortions up to 20 weeks if there was
1: incest or rape involved. Can you talk to me a little bit about yeah, that? Um, I actually can't support those exceptions. Um, I believe that um, just because your daddy is a bad person, that that doesn't mean that you should get the death penalty. And uh, so that's the argument that's being made there in the case of, of uh, rape. um rape. We've, You know, I support um, organizations like Save the One where you have these women who have actually survived their mothers being raped and their mothers chose life for them. You know, how can I say to those those beautiful people that their life was was not worth living because their dad was a bad person? And so, you know, we have helped women who've been uh, raped choose life for their children and um, abortion doesn't doesn't help the woman who's been raped. You know, what, uh, two wrongs don't make a right, right. and so I can't support uh, those exceptions. I'm certainly glad that there's a conversation um, in Georgia right now about abortion. I'm certainly glad that there are a lot of pro life individuals there that want to rescue these babies, and I hope that they can enforce this. I hope that they're able to enforce this legislation. It's going to be challenging to enforce, but I do want to see all. Um, murder of children and not just some murder. Imagine if we were in Nazi Germany and we were saying it's okay to kill a Jew as long as they're not this age. Mm -hmm. Can you fathom us saying that? It just shows that we need to repent as God's people again for our bigotry, even against the babies that are that are five weeks old Mm -hmm. or six weeks old or seven weeks old Um, Now, certainly a baby that can you can detect a heartbeat on a baby as early as like five weeks. And so um, that would certainly deal with most abortion because most women don't even know they're pregnant Mm -hmm. until around the five week point on the pregnancy wheel. And so uh, certainly this would would um, potentially protect a lot of babies if it can be enforced. The problem is, guys, abortionists aren't honest people. You understand that? Well, and, if you'll kill if you, a baby, you won't be honest. Exactly. And if you'll kill a baby, you won't measure a heartbeat. Yeah. So there's the challenge that I issue to the nation. Um, enforcement of this is going to be very challenging. And what we need to do is we need to outlaw all child killing. It's never right to kill a baby, no matter what the circumstances were in which this, this baby was created. We can do this. Yeah. We can do this. Just like we outlawed slavery, we can outlaw abortion. It can be... The it can be as dirty of of a word as slavery is as dirty of a concept in our minds to, as slavery is in our minds today. We really yeah. can do this. We need to get a vision for it, and we need to work toward it. I
0: agree with you wholeheartedly. I I think that um, this this issue, this life issue, is why I am where I am today. It's it's what's always driven and motivated. me. Yes. it's why I believe the way I believe all issues, in my opinion, come down to this.
1: They pale, don't they, in comparison? All
0: issues come down to this. I I am where I am. You can I can draw a line of a connection. Everything that I believe, every conviction I have in life, ultimately, where I stand politically, who I support, it all comes down to this issue of life. And it always has. Mm -hmm. I've been in this fight for 30 years. I've been in every debate imaginable. I've heard it all. I've had the vitriol. I'm sure you have as well. I mean, with the hate mail and the stuff that comes your way, and I'm telling you, this is an atrocity. Yes. This is something that 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 history will judge us by. Absolutely, and it's going to be an ugly, evil thing. And the idea that somebody says you're a man, you can't speak about that. Look, you're a joke. You can't even begin to realize how deceived you are. Because let's face it, we're trying to save a human life. Now, then people are going to come back and say, "Yeah, but you you guys on the right, y'all don't compare, y'all don't care after they're born. You know, y'all don't." And, and that's just simply not true. Mm-hmm. They say, well, you know, you're you're fine. Just give them over to the welfare state. No, we're trying to fix that, too. Yeah. We don't want that. Yeah. What, happen what happened
1: like to that. women and children first? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> as, as a man, you see <laughs> right. that, uh, you know, because you're a real man. You see that as your duty to protect yeah. uh, women and, and children. Look, just because these babies don't have a voice, just because we can't hear them outside the womb doesn't make them any less human and any less worthy of the protection that the men in our culture should be. Should be granting them. Yeah. There's another argument that I, I that you we haven't brought up either, and Natalie
2: was just talking about it to me as well. Um, a lot of times you will hear one of the arguments be, "What about if the mother is in danger?" Um, and I, I've I know I have not gone to medical school. I have gone to nursing school twice. Um, it's hard. She passed
0: them <laughs> both times. It wasn't I passed a, both yeah. times
2: the first. Time. <laughs> you got a smart one there. Um, yes. but, but I do I do happen to know a lot of physicians, um, and I work side by side with them and i have asked them because we we've, we've all had this conversation but um as far as I know, I don't remember any any situation where um, killing the baby was helpful for the mom's health. Thank you. What I do know is that giving birth to the baby, for instance, towards the end of pregnancy, whenever there's high blood pressure, and that really does put the mom's life in danger. The only way to get rid of that danger is to give birth to the baby. Right. But there's no need to kill the baby and then take the baby out. Yeah. You just exactly how does that, that the baby help out? the
1: mother by killing the baby after the baby is right?
2: Delivered? And so, and maybe somebody else knows, but I don't know. You're Um, exactly right I don't know of any condition Where killing the baby
1: Will help the mom's health There is none You're exactly right My husband is a medical doctor He's delivered babies Delivered a couple of mine Actually accidentally But um (laughs) Yeah Why didn't you do that Chad
0: I delivered a bunch in the third world countries. I bet you did. I have delivered a lot of babies over there. That's extreme homeschooling right there. (laughs) Yes. I mean, when the principal is delivering the babies, (laughs) that's extreme homeschooling. But you're
1: exactly right. There's no way, uh, no reason where it would be helpful to the mother to execute the baby. What do you do if you have to deliver the baby early? you rush the baby to the NICU. Mm -hmm. You perform whatever life-saving procedures you can on that baby because it is just as much of a human life as the mother is. The doctor has two patients, the mother and the baby in the womb. And so you perform whatever uh, life-saving abilities you can. And if you cannot save the baby's life, that was not purposeful murder of the child. And no court of law, no judge, no jury would accuse you uh, or convict you with murder in that case, right. you do what you can, and so you're right. That is just smoke and mirrors. That's all that is that that debate, that whole conversation. It
0: really is. See, Everett Koop, you know, who was the Surgeon General under Ronald Reagan, he said in his 40 years of pediatric practice, he never saw a single instance where a mother's life was in danger, and it's not. And with modern medical technology, the way it is today, viability is so early, so I early, mean, like 22 weeks. Yes, I mean, sir. It's, it's it's crazy. These babies that can live outside of the womb. And and, and you're right. You know, you, you don't you know, you don't. Penalty. I've had people say, well, it's a part of my body and I can do anything I want to with my body. No, you can't.
1: Oh, when, you, since you can't. when does a woman have a penis or, you know,
0: four arms? <laughs> I mean, you can't. So it, it's taking up residence in your body. But yes. where like you alluded to earlier, where you live doesn't determine your viability as a human being mm. or your self-worth. Uh, or your significance. But you're right. It's, you know, I've, I've used the argument over and over again. If you sat there and took an axe and chopped your hand off, they'd take you to, they'd put you in psychiatric. Mm-hmm. You can't do anything you want to with your mm. body. You don't have that freedom to do stuff like that. Yeah, good point. So there's, you know, you're right. All of these arguments are smoke and mirrors. And people always want to come down to this idea of, well, you just don't have any compassion. No, we actually have all the compassion in the world, both for you and for your For the baby. least of these. Exactly.
1: The most vulnerable in our society—the yeah. ones who don't have a voice, you can't
0: speak for themselves—right. And that's the thing. And I appreciate—I appreciate the stand you've taken. You get—you get a lot of pushback. You get a lot of yes, Emails. Yeah,
1: a few a few uh, weeks ago, I got an email that said, "I will murder you and your children."
0: <sighs> Such happy people. <laughs> God bless the tolerant. Laugh. I mean,
1: yeah. You know what? Um, those emails energize me. Sure. They make me want to. Say more, speak louder, speak more frequently, because those are the people I'm trying to protect this country from. They're dangerous. They don't – they really do want us gone. (laughs) They they really do want us marginalized to the deepest corners of the universe where we no longer have a voice or a platform. We see Silicon Valley doing that to us. You've experienced it. Um, and we saw unplanned the Twitter account was, yeah,
0: um, Impairily taken down, down for a while. I while mean, on like, oh, on well, that was launch just launch
1: weekend yeah. on launch weekend, the most important weekend for that platform. And they're shut down on on Twitter for a while. We and jumped so, on
0: that right quick, yes, Hell sir, yes, sir. Pokes banded together. And one of the things I said about that, is when they brought the thing back up, and they said, well, it was a mistake connected to one another. And then people were being, uh, my friend that played Marlisa, uh, Emma L. Roberts, she. Well, she took a screenshot and put it on her Instagram and said, I'm in the movie. Why did I unfollow the, the Twitter account? So they were shadow banning. They were literally taking people oh, who were following it, it and they were so making them unfollow. So she's like, I'm in the film. I'm a major player in the film. Why would I unfollow my own movie? Do
1: you know what I loved, though? I noticed that the screenshot that they took whenever it got pulled from yeah. Twitter, that they only had a following of like seven or eight thousand. And then. Hours later, when the story had broken so huge, they had like forty five thousand followers. I was I love that. And you know what? I have personally experienced that. Like the story of me. um, This is before the whole social media censorship story was big. This is like two years ago when you're not hearing these stories yet on a daily basis of conservatives getting censored. Well, my story of me getting banned from Facebook because I quoted what the Bible said about homosexuality went worldwide. It was such a viral story. It skyrocketed my platform. Mm. I mean, in a month, my platform just uh, exponentially increased over this one story. And so I've learned how to just take setbacks and utilize them for good and to increase the voice. Um, instead of you know
0: freaking out, I got to get more controversial.
1: I got- <laughs> no, you yeah. don't.
2: Yeah. Oh, wifey, wifey says no. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Well, our kids are not homeschooled. <laughs> it's oh. a Different world. I can't protect them like that in the house.
0: Yeah. God bless them. They're off. Yeah, you know, we got older ones that are off in the university setting, so we got our own own dilemmas there and prayers. I but I encourage people to pray for you, Thank and you. and. And pray protection around you and wisdom for you and strength and vision and just a voice that is amplified and that everything you touch is going to prosper in a big, big way. And of mm. course, we're not talking about financial prosperity. We're just talking about the, the just the exponential explosion of your voice Thank you into so the hearts of these people who have been so blinded. And I say blinded in a true sense because there's, there's that mask that's been pulled over people's eyes, mm. and they don't see the truth. They, they're, in, they, they're in bondage. They're, they're perceiving are. the wrong enemy. I promise you, folks, we're not your enemy. We're not. We, we want the best thing that's for you. We want the best thing for your children, your family, your life. We're not trying to invade you and tell you everything you need to do. We're just trying to tell you what we believe is best and right and, and something that's going to help you live by design and, and in the long run prosper you.
1: And most of all, leave kids alone. Yeah. Like, leave our kids alone. Yeah. Stop indoctrinating our kids and leave the babies alone.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the ultimate libertarian stance. Don't touch what's mine. Yeah, I am a libertarian. And just leave our stuff alone. Exactly. You know, And that includes our kids. Exactly. So, and, you know, if if you're unfit to carry it, then we're going to tell you how to carry it better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you know, we're pretty plain spoken. I, I, think, uh, I think you and I definitely share in that. In that regard, totally. But, but I'm praying Thank for you. And Thank the, 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 you for those yeah, prayers. That sure. means so
1: much to me. Thankfully, my angels are a lot bigger than their demons, exactly. so we're taken care of. You know,
0: uh, it, it's amazing to walk in that peace and that mm-hmm. strength, and, and know yeah. that you you're doing the right thing and you're giving your life. It's a it's a it's a martyr's voice in many senses, uh, because because you know you never know how much is is being heard and is. You, you know, at the end of the day, you're like, did my voice make any difference? But you don't know what washes on the shores of eternity. You really yeah. don't. And that's the beauty. I of get it.
1: encouraging messages every day. Yeah. Again, um, mostly from mama bears, but I, about 40% of my followers are males. Actually, it's about 60, 40. And uh, just people saying, I'm, I've been inspired. I've been inspired. I, I was living in fear mm-hmm. of what people would say about me. And I've decided to stop doing that. I've decided to speak up on these issues. Yeah. Again, whatever that issue is in your life and whether it's, you know, sex trafficking or, um, what whatever, abortion, um, radical feminism, um, just speak up and let God use you. Yeah. You'll be amazed at, at what he'll do
0: through you. And I remind people, I remind people, this is not, this industry, this abortion industry, this is a money-making industry. This totally. is about, this is, this is not about women's health. This is about money and convenience. And I'm telling you, People worship both of those things. If, if somebody will kill you in a back alley for $100, what will they do for billions and billions mm-hmm. and billions of dollars? And that's what we're up against. So this is a f- real fight. It's really there. I'm one along with you who's always going to stand up for those who can't speak for themselves. Mm-hmm. And, and the unborn is as chief among us. And, um, you know.
1: Now we've proven that, you know, they've been selling the baby's body parts. And yeah. the further along that you are in the gestation, the yeah. more profitable the baby parts are. And uh, I mean, what what in the world? Why haven't we defunded Planned Parenthood yet completely? I know Ohio just did. Right. But why hasn't every state in the union defunded this criminal organization? Yeah. It's not just an immoral organization. It's actually proven to be a criminal organization yeah. at this point. At the least we defund them. Um, then we should be prosecuting them. And then the, the nail in the coffin should be that we end this practice of child sacrifice altogether in our country.
0: I'm with you. Can't say it any better than that. Follow activist underscore mommy on Twitter. Get the book, Not on My Watch by Elizabeth Johnson. Thank you for coming on the show. Blessings to you and the family.
1: Thank you so much. It was an honor.
0: Yeah. You, you God bless
1: you for think, all you're doing. Well, hey, you know what? You keep renting in that truck, okay, I'm, with that cute I'm, dog. I'm pretty
0: amazing. I mean, I really am. <laughs> if I ever get my truck back out of the shop so I can go, <laughs> people keep saying, "Why are the truck, why aren't you doing the this on the truck anymore? Notes. I'm like, I haven't had a truck in two months. So anyway, well, Puppet Master Mark. Party foul, Steve. Candice, queen of the Ethiopians. <laughs> Hot news, Natalie. My lovely wife, Jade. Hey, baby. Hey, hey baby. <laughs> Elizabeth, thank you for coming on. God bless. Safe travels. God bless. I love y'all. Continue to download and subscribe to the podcast, wherever podcasts are available. Watch us on YouTube. If you are subscribed to the Chad Prather YouTube channel, please hit the little notification bell so that you get told every time we post a new video up. It's going to happen around... 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Texas time on Mondays through Thursday nights. We're going to tell you the news, things that are going on on Mondays and Tuesdays. we got special guests just like Elizabeth on uh, our Monday and Wednesday. We're going to do the news and headlines Tuesdays and Thursdays. We've got special guests that are going to be in with us in Studio 22. It's all possible because of you. So we encourage you to go to blazetv.com slash humor. Get Humor Me with Chad Prather. And, of course, give us your feedback. We'd love to hear from you. We love y'all. God bless. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.